alien spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. Hello and welcome to the 10th annual Subliminal Deception Podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. My name is Cody and I'm joined by... My name is Phil and uh, (laughs) congratulations Cody, we hit a decade, so our podcast is officially old enough to consent in most southern states. (laughs) Perfect. And if you guys noticed, uh, Phil is in studio today. He has flown, he has vacated the lovely state of Arizona to come to the rainy, gray, clouded, horseshit state of Minnesota. Phil, how have you enjoyed your, was it a day now? You've been a day in Minnesota? Yep, a day. Uh, a day away from work is a good day, so yeah. <laughs> you probably like, if I miss work, you could put me in the fucking Sahara Desert, it doesn't matter. Oh yeah, honestly, a trip to the moon would be just fine right now. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. It sounds like the moon's kind of an interesting place, like I've been studying, a little bit of foreshadowing for next week. But uh, uh, yeah, so what did we do today? We enjoyed some delicious sushi, didn't we? Yeah, all-you-can-eat sushi. Yeah, <laughs> pretty pretty decent sushi for all-you-can-eat. So uh, Sushi and a nap. So we ate sushi, then came home and took two <laughs> 30-plus-year-old men naps <laughs> simultaneously. It was wonderful. Yeah, watching some paranormal investigator on the TV. (laughs) Fucking love that show, man. Okay, think about this. What if the government knew we were about to record this show, so they poisoned our sushi, and then we passed out, hoping that we'd fall asleep all night and wouldn't be able to record this? I don't know if it was the U.S. (laughs) government that poisoned our sushi. Possibly the Chinese government, but... Japanese government, though. I don't know if any of those people were Japanese, (laughs) but... Yeah, the Japanese don't seem to like Minnesota that much. So, uh, getting off the subject of sushi, Phil, uh, I'm sure everybody's wondering, final thoughts on the final episode of Game of Thrones? Ooh, uh, that's a (laughs) tough one because I took a little bit of advice from uh, my favorite pod, which doesn't exist anymore, Throne Thugs. I gave it a second watch, and I picked up some things that I had missed. So, I have to say... um, there were some good parts in that show, and let me just let me just put it this way. I mean, they landed that fucker. You know, we couldn't have done it. Like, I consider myself, like, a pretty creative person when it comes to, like, writing things. I could not have dropped that bitch down like they did. Yeah. I mean, six episodes should have been three seasons. Uh, I agree. Like, I told you, I was disappointed, and I'm not going to say the second time watching it I felt any better, but... I get it, like they're on a time constraint, and I think if they could have just extended the ending sequence maybe like two two more episodes long, I think they could have maybe had a more gentle sl- closing to the story, you know what I mean? Yeah, they would have benefited from five more minutes. I mean, yeah. anytime, it, it's, it's like when you're taking a test and you're way far behind... And you need every last second, like the teacher's yelling at you to bring your paper up and you're sitting there just jamming answers in. That's what they were doing. I mean, the thing is, everyone bitched. They hated the last season or they hated the last episode. But like the last season was great. Episode three. I don't Mm. care if it was fucking dark. It was a great episode. (laughs) Turn the brightness up on your fucking TV, you lazy bitch. Like episode five. Like if that shit didn't get your heart rolling when... Daenerys had that fucking look on her face and you knew she was about to go ham. I mean, yeah. it was a great it was a great season, not a great last episode. <laughs> if you guys want to see something really fun, um Phil, you and I both sat on and watched YouTube videos of like reactions from people about the last episode. Um quite it's pretty cringy, kind of funny actually, I thought. Yeah, that uh, the one we watched with the dude and the two chicks. Yeah, I I couldn't believe that the dude was the most emotional of the three of them. <laughs> I like the one girl who's like, "Yeah, take that bitch." When Danny got stabbed. Like, oh Jesus. yeah. When uh, Danny went in for the big makeout scene, she was like, 
Killer. Killer. <laughs> Killer. I was like, holy fuck. Dude, I hope you're not fucking going three-wheeling with these chicks tonight. I think that one might bite a little harder than usual. <laughs> it was pretty funny. And then we watched the super sad guy from GameStop. Oh, Remember yeah. that? Yeah. That was kind of funny, actually. And I can say I'm not surprised in the least bit that GameStop is extremely shady. I've had, uh, like, any time that I've ever needed a job, um, I've always thought, like, oh, I could just go work at GameStop. It seems so fun. Mm. They always seem so cool. Like, even the nerdy ones, the ones who I wouldn't talk to any other time in my life, except for walking into GameStop or a Best Buy. Like... It seems such like such a great job, but then you hear these videos, these poor bastards. That that dude worked there for like eleven fucking years. <laughs> like, honestly, that's your fault. You became I, the monster. Yeah. And they they did him dirty too. And then his wife apparently did him dirty right after he quit GameStop, so he he was in the dumps a little bit, but Yeah, she was fucking that general manager. <laughs> but the DM, the district manager. Oh the district manager. <laughs> Getting that D <laughs> Oh, God, yeah, so uh, check out that guy. I don't remember what his name was, but it was interesting, I guess you'd say. But, uh, yeah, don't get power-up cards, please. Do never, ever get power-up cards, so... You may have a power-up card and not know it. That was the (laughs) point of the show. Apparently, that's the big scam. They just uh, sneak it in with your purchases, and then you just have a power-up card, and you have to pay for it, and you can't return it. Yeah, that's right, fellow nerds. If you ever shop at GameStop, look at your receipt. (laughs) Make sure they didn't just fucking toss it in at you. I just say just keep supporting the Illuminati known as Amazon and uh, keep feeding that beast. Fuck all Best Buy and Am- uh, GameStop and all that shit. Yeah, pretty sure it's going to be illegal in a few years not to shop at Amazon, <laughs> so. You get uh, cuts, uh, what's a, what's a Chinese torture called? Um, uh, death by a thousand cuts. I could see Jeff Bezos preferring that as an execution method if you don't buy from Amazon. Jeff Bezos has that big brain. I bet he just, like, stares at you until your fucking brain explodes. <laughs> like, your nose starts bleeding, you get clear fluid pouring out your mm, ears. Mm, mm. All right, so speaking of, I don't know how we're going to transition from Jeff Bezos to our current subject, but anyway, Phil, um, I hear you believe we are in a simulation. Our whole existence is nothing but horseshit. So tell us about it. That's right. Um, possibly a Jeff Bezos creation. <laughs> uh, ah. So basically, uh, simulated hypothesis. Um, it's a universe in which uh, really our organic selves may not exist in the way that we think that they do. So the theory that our world, or possibly the entire universe, is not an organic or original expanse of space but in actuality, an artificial, artificially created um, reality by some kind of advanced civilization or possibly even a god uh, gained a lot of traction in recent years. Um, ever since the beginning of really like the computer age, uh, since we've gotten advanced satellites um, that had mounted telescopes on them and computer imagery of our uh, universe. So really, I mean, this has really picked up traction in recent years, but also because it's it's hit pop culture pretty pretty well too. Well, I can only assume because of a certain movie franchise, which I will I will bring you'll up. Mention okay. obviously everyone's thinking about it right now. <laughs> no, they don't know what we're talking about. The movie franchise and the really bad video game. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. Ugh. So I feel like in high school, one of our friends used to play it like constantly, and it was just fucking horrible it's called the movie title reloaded i believe yeah so right the matrix reloaded the matrix reloaded yeah yeah and then i forgot what the game was called but i do remember it was bad i think isn't the game called matrix reloaded i don't think it's called matrix something else but (laughs) yeah it was bad uh it wasn't very good just don't play it anyway phil continue on so uh this theory um i mean there are actual like intelligent minds really thinking about this it's not just your normal tin hat wearing kooks out there on reddit you know shitting all over their keyboards so truth seekers that's <laughs> truth what we call seekers our people yes. our people i'm sorry our people <laughs> <laughs> so besides all of the shit tossers out there um neil degrasse tyson uh everyone knows him he's very famous mm. uh um 
I believe he's an astronomer, uh, but he's mostly a celebrity nowadays. Is he not? He's the founder of Tyson's Chicken, isn't he? Yes, of course. <laughs> okay. Also the founder of, of yeah, the the barely edible frozen chicken, Cody. Yes, he's also that. So uh, he was talking at, um, it was a memorial for um, Asimov, who's a famous science fiction writer. Uh, he, I mean, basically all of the science fiction that you watch now probably came from his writings uh, really 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 big time so how old is he or like when did he start doing it asimov Ooh, uh i think he was born in the 1800s okay most of his stuff came like before like the whole nuclear age so okay yeah cool he has a big uh they have a big magazine about him now but that's not the point so <laughs> neil degrasse tyson was speaking at this memoriam and basically um he talked a lot about um Many different subjects. Someone brought up the simulation hypothesis, and he put the um, probability that we could be living inside of a simulation at about 50-50, which, I mean, really, it's a coin flip, 50-50, but for a scientist to say 50-50 is pretty high. Um, Well, we have to remember, he... he doesn't usually deny that anything could happen, really. Like, I feel like Neil deGrasse Tyson... Allows the probability for just about anything to exist in the universe. That is true. I mean, if you really think about it, unless it's proven false, yeah. 100%, you can't really, like, prove it false. There's a lot of people out there who, like, try to say, like with aliens, they say they definitely exist. Or mm. they say they definitely don't exist. Mm. Until we have solid proof, if if we ever find an alien, then 100% they do exist. But it's kind of like Schrodinger's cat. You know, yeah, yeah, we yeah. need to find the dead cat in that box before we can, <laughs> you know, so you can't say aliens don't exist. But. Right. Right. So basically, um, he's like the fact that he would go that far out on a limb to say 50 50 is pretty big in my mind. Yeah. Um, that he actually um, believes it's that plausible. So most when talking about like conspiracies like this conspiracy theory, most people would say, oh, there's a chance, you know. Like, you wouldn't give it, like, would you give 9-11 being fake more than 10% chance? Well, I mean, sure. It's, that's kind of the whole point of a conspiracy theory is there's always a chance that it could be real or could be, I don't know, a conspiracy theory, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't say that is like 50-50, like a coin flip. It either happened or it didn't happen. Like, you wouldn't say no. it's that high. No, yeah. no, no, no. That's what I'm talking about. No, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. That just reminds me of my an old boss of mine at Best Buy. This guy, I'm not even shitting you. He would talk about going gambling and stuff, and he's like, it doesn't matter what you have in your hand or if you're playing blackjack. Everything in the world's 50-50 because you either win or you lose. That's how it is. I'm like, I don't think that's how probability works. That is not how Texas Hold'em works. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I can see why you are a supervisor at Best Buy currently in your 40s. Yeah, watch the little corner of the, in the corner of your TV screen, they'll show you the probability of this hand having to win. (laughs) And if you come up with, like, eight high, (laughs) your your probability goes down to zero. What if they they changed it so they had, like, the real probability, then they had a Best Buy supervisor's probability is just 50-50. 50-50. No matter what. You could have a royal flush and the other person has nothing. It just says 50-50 on there. I don't know. We'll see what happens when they flip those cards. (laughs) Best Buy's never been wrong. Best Buy supervisor's never been wrong. One guy has a straight flush, the other guy has two pair, and then you see the dealer, oh, I don't know, takes out a quarter and flips it up. Oh, looks like two pair wins today. It'd be amazing if he listened to this. <laughs> All right, so uh, theor- basically getting back to some of the other scientists. So uh, another current one, theoretical physicist James Gates, I found, argued that he had found error-correcting codes similar in principle to those used in web browsers while studying equations about electrons and quarks. So he basically took a look at the universe, like looked at um, all of the elements, looked at everything on the smallest scales, which is quarks are, I don't know exactly, but I know quarks are smaller than, I think, atoms. So he basically looked at everything on a small scale and found similarities in what would be inside of like a computer program 
Wow, that's yep. really weird. How the hell would he even, like... I mean, I guess we don't know enough about all of that shit to really understand it, but that's kind of weird. It's very weird. It could be a coincidence. Yeah, when, when studying uh, the universe, like, looking at electrons is really weird because... Yeah. I had a class, um, a science class in college, and they were sh- they were trying to – basically, it was a bunch of people who weren't science majors in this class, but mm-hmm. they had to take this for an elective. And the teacher, this genius, was trying to describe <laughs> to us how electrons actually, like, change places without moving. They basically, like – it's crazy. I don't I don't even know. I'm not – I'm not smart enough to even tell you – what the thing it does is it it literally he showed us to us on a screen and it was a cartoon of a little dot like this is exactly what it looks like and it just moves back and forth like hmm. yeah it's weird it is, moved- that, is that kind of in relation to what we talked about on the philadelphia experiment with einstein's theory a little bit okay yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah okay but like when i get down i can't like when i get down to the base level of it i cannot explain it because it's just it hurts my head. Like I don't have that Jeff Bezos brain. Like the brain that obviously I, pushes my skull out. I I'm I, I don't know. Maybe I'm in the minority here, but I don't think Jeff Bezos is like a super intelligent guy. I think he was just a savvy businessman. I think he is the Lex Luthor <laughs> in the real world. The supposed real world. Let me Where's just our that. Superman to take him out? I don't know. Maybe it's God, who's that fucking guy who's in charge of, uh, what's that guy? Neil Tesla. No, oh, Tesla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the super genius in charge of Tesla? He might be our Batman. He has, yeah. He He's has, got the money. He has been making flamethrowers and cars and everything else. You never know. He could be preparing us to fight Jeff Bezos. <laughs> we don't know. That will be the true war that was in the book of Revelations. Bezos, the Antichrist, versus Tesla, the second coming of Christ. Who knows? I, I can't think of what this guy's name is, but he's he's probably listening to this right now, pissed off as fuck that, like, we don't know his fucking name. But he was on Joe Rogan podcast. He smoked Alex weed. Alex Jones? Oh, no. yeah, that's um Tesla's founder. Everyone right now thinks we're both complete fucking morons. Um, I can never remember this asshole's name. He smoked weed with Joe Rogan. <laughs> I know. I know exactly who you're talking about. I can't think of his name right now. He could be the second coming of the real Tesla, though. Who knows? <laughs> they were both weird as fuck, and he is definitely weird. <laughs> so basically, getting on to the next one. Uh, 17th century French philosopher René Descartes. Have you ever heard of him? Not at all. So he was trying to figure out if he himself was real or fake. <laughs> and um, he actually coined the now famous phrase in Latin. It is... Cogito ergo sum, uh, and that's translated into I think, therefore I am. So Descartes really put forward that since he was able to think about the question of if he was, then he then he is. So if you are able to question your own like reality, then you must be a real person. So I mean, that kind of puts it in the realm of it's not real, because if we if it wasn't real you wouldn't be able to wonder. Like, if you were playing The Sims and there was a Sim on your computer, mm. would he ever think, like, am I a real person <laughs> or am I being controlled by some evil little kid? Well, I don't know for certain, but I can tell you that this man was way ahead of his time because this sounds like some sort of stoner blog you'd find on MySpace back in nineteen or back in 2005. What do you think? Yeah, a little I feel bit. like some stoned emo kid be like, do I even exist, man? Why am I here? What am I doing here? And then at the party, he brings out his guitar and plays a little song for all the girls. He picks out one of them and throws her name in the song instead of his exes. You guys ever heard of Good Charlotte, man? I think I'm going to blow up, man. I'm so sad, man. And that was the story of uh, Jordan Fox right there. <laughs> The famous Jordan Fox. Okay, so back on topic here. So you're thinking possibly because humans have the ability to question their own existence, then that may lead to some credence that we could be being controlled by some exterior force. Yeah, I think that, I mean, it's not, I mean, it just kind of goes along with everything, but it's kind of just to say like, the theory that we might not exist goes a lot farther back than just the movie The Matrix. Hmm. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. it, basically, this was, uh, you know, 
in France in 17th century. So I feel like humans have always kind of questioned everything and maybe we just don't have records of it because if you question things, you were probably burned at the stake or stoned to death or something like that. Yeah, like Descartes, I mean, he would have in France, he would have been really like restricted by religion was pretty obviously pretty yeah. big back then. <laughs> so <laughs> it would have been the the start of kind of like people really thinking about this kind of stuff mm. though. I mean, he was one of the big obviously he's hugely famous, but yeah. um yeah, I mean, just to be able to think about something like that. He didn't even have like computers to fall back on as something that would create this. He just thought like am I real or am I not real, <laughs> you know? Which I mean, this theory that we might not be living in actual um like a real universe kind of does actually go back to Hinduism, Buddhism. Hmm. Um there are stories in those myths that um well religions if you are one of those people but you know it's a religion so it's a myth but <laughs> there are uh stories about possibly not we not living in a real universe so hmm. makes sense yeah but uh another one really quick is even older plato's famous thought experiment known as the allegory of the cave have you ever heard of that it sounds familiar but i uh Bring it back to my memory. So this is the one where he's talking um, basically in a book that was written about Plato. Um, he's talking to this person named Glaucon. And he always spoke through – this is just a little thing. He always – Plato always spoke through Socrates in his books. So basically he's having Socrates speaking – uh, asking Glaucon to imagine that there was a cave and that there was men imprisoned in this cave since childhood. And that they were chained down to the ground and had their faces, like, forced forward so they could only see one wall of the cave. There was a fire behind them. And between the fire and the prisoners were people, like, behind a wall holding up little, like, puppets of, like, deer, <laughs> people, mountains, the sun. And that okay. this is all that they ever saw of the entire world were just little shadow puppets. And I think that... This really goes along with kind of like the false reality, because at the end of this, you set those people free and then they go out and they see what a real bird looks like, what a real mountain looks like. Yeah. So then if you tried to take them back into the cave and sit them down, they would never again think that those little shadow puppets were a real bird or a real deer, real mountain. That's kind of like in the Matrix, <laughs> how when Neo gets taken out of the Matrix and shown what the real world looks like, yeah. he can never again... Like, be put back into the Matrix. And not... And not think, like, okay. this is fake. Yeah. Like, that's the reason why he was able to jump, bend the rules of the Matrix, was because he was taken out of it and then put back into it. So that's kind of like, I kind of really, I found this and I kind of, I, I've heard this, obviously, you know, all my history classes, I've heard this a ton of times, but I really think that this kind of goes along with it. Hmm. Um, and then there's one that goes against it, um... Michio Kaku, have you ever heard of him? He has a funny not, sounding name. I know. Not at all. I'm thinking, I'm sorry if I don't say his name right. He's very famous. Tell um, us about Mr. Kaku. So he's a um, really famous uh, theoret theoretical physicist. And on Twitter, someone asked him the question about simulation hypothesis. And he basically believes um, that because if you really think about like quantum atoms, like taking everything down to the quantum level, everything is so um so expansive like the universe is so big mm. and you could not put all of that into a computer program even if you were say like an alien race millions of years in the future like well, well technically he doesn't know that for certain i mean maybe that's true that's just what he believes yeah but oh uh, yeah yeah i was gonna say like i think sometimes people forget if said intelligent species or whatever was putting us in a simulation thing then maybe our we can't we can't fathom how advanced our technology is with our own minds because we've never seen it that's what i would say to him do you know what i mean yeah like how does he know for sure for sure that they couldn't fit a galaxy in whatever their computer was when we haven't even reached remotely close to that level of technology and maybe we just can't comprehend how that would be possible just like we couldn't comprehend if people were time traveling or there's aliens flying through different dimensions and all that. It's like that is true. You take people who worked on like the space, um, the space flights back in the 60s yeah. and you tell them about like 
computers that we have nowadays yeah. and they think you were full of shit <laughs> like they couldn't believe it they'd be like no no you got to throw like little cards into the they, into the machine to make it think up numbers they, well you'd probably be like yeah i can carry my computer around everywhere they probably die laughing be like dude you need a warehouse to do that come on yeah you would need a crane to carry that computer <laughs> it, the, the the computer get gets brought here in pieces on yeah. semi trucks yeah this always remind this whole conversation kind of reminds me of a conversation i had about how when humans don't understand something they automatically assign it as like some sort of mystical thing magic yeah magic or like if you don't understand how something works it has to have a magical property behind it it's very if you really think about like old-timey people and shit it's uh it's it's pretty pretty smart i think yeah that's kind of like when I went to uh, tech school for vehicle maintenance, we were asking how an alternator works. And our teacher just said, it's magic. Just <laughs> all you need to know is how to fix one or how to replace one. Don't worry about how it works. It's magic. <laughs> Don't we tell me there's magic in my car. <laughs> Don't. Devil man. My first teacher said it was magic. And my second teacher explained it with a funny joke. <laughs> Kill him. He he must be evil. I seen him reading at lunch. <laughs> I seen him light a fire without whittling sticks together. <laughs> Fucking necromancer. Uh, all right. So moving on from like famous scientists, um, this is really popular. I've already said one of the big ones, but mm. pop culture um, recently, and actually some science fictiony things from like the forties and fifties um, that I found, but. This whole simulated reality um, has really gotten big because of uh, books, movies, video games. Uh, obviously, The Matrix, as yep. I've already said, <laughs> follows a robot simulation that has enslaved humanities and forced them to live inside of a computer sim of the late 1990s. Um, they mine humans for body heat and electricity to power their civilization. Sorry for the spoilers, but <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it's a good movie. Don't watch the second or third one. I, I'm going to go out on a limb that... Most people seen that movie. Yeah, I hope. I, that fucker was popular. Remember, I think me and you went to the third one in the theater. Or was it the second one? The third one. Is the third one? Yeah. Not great. Yeah, you want to talk about disappointing <laughs> fucking finales. That is pretty fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> so another one that I have uh, thought of was um, the movie Men in Black. Hmm. Uh, so Jay, played by Will Smith in Men in Black. Um, basically, at the end of the movie, uh, he's thinking about... The, do you remember it? There was a tiny little um, civilization of people living in a locker, and there was a watch oh, yeah. above that was like their the beacon. Yeah, that was a clue to other things. I think it was Men in Black Two, possibly. No, no it was it was Men in Black One. With the little people with the with the tiny little people inside I think of that the, might have been like a not the first one. You don't think that was the first one? I, it had to be like the second one or the third one, maybe. Well, whatever it was. It so. <laughs> Yeah, it could have been the oh, whatever. So basically, in that movie, I remember at the end of the movie, um, he was all worried that like they needed to let them out and live their real life. And then Kay, played by um, Tommy Lee Jones, mm. laughs at him. He opens up a door that says like "Do not open, absolutely do not open." And then it looks out onto what looks like a bus station for giant aliens. And it turns out all of our universe lives inside of this little bus station locker just like the locker that had um held uh -huh. the tiny little universe yeah, 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 yeah. so i thought you were gonna bring up like where they find the galaxy ball thing and then it pans out and then we're in a galaxy and the aliens are like playing the little marble jacks oh, or whatever that was the end of the first one yeah that was the yeah. first that's why i think you're talking about the second, a second one. one the second one yep i am i'm talking about the second one i'm gonna say this the second and third one are not worth watching definitely the third one not, is not <laughs> worth watching i guess the second one's not that bad because johnny knoxville's kind of funny in it yeah and, and it's got that hot chick the, yeah yeah the, yeah the snake girl i can't remember what her name is servina or something oh yeah yeah it doesn't matter yeah but, I mean, there's other, I mean, obvious ones. Uh, if you've seen Ready Player One, they knew that that was a simulated universe, but just how easy it is to create simulated universe. Never seen that one. That's a good movie. You should that? watch it. I, I was really skeptical. My uh, my brother Jason said, like, you got to watch it. It's really good. And it was, it was pretty good. We should watch that one. It's we good. Should. 
Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy <laughs> has a simulated universe in it. Also a great movie, mm. uh, a great book, great movie. Um, the show Rick and Morty. Uh, if you've ever, you, have you watched Rick and Morty? Um, I've seen a little bit of it. I kind of refuse to watch it, but uh, because of all the weirdos on the internet who are obsessed with it, but uh, I, I, I get it. It's probably very funny. Oh, dude! Don't let that stop. Don't let <laughs> don't let weirdos on the internet ruin anything for you. I mean, you only get one life, and those fuckers have none. So it's I think fine. I, I think I've been just programmed to not enjoy anything psychos on the internet, like Phil. I love Rick that's and Morty. my that's my simulation right there. I gotta mm. not trust weird people on Reddit. Newest season coming up uh, in November, I believe. But <laughs> I'm gonna get into the. So I actually I created a couple of theories about this. So the Rick and Morty theory, I'm going to bring up later. So, but I mean, there's, I mean, there's tons of them. I could, um, I could talk for minutes about like books, movies, video games, but I'm just going to leave it there. Those are some of the bigger ones. Okay. Um, so, I mean, if you're really thinking about if we live in a simulation, do we not live in a simulation? Like, what does it mean to me? Does it matter? I mean, life is good. You know, yeah. I got my, I got my cell phone. I got my, you know. Internet porn. I got my fucking nice car. What do I care? You know? Yeah. So basically, here are some of the consequences. Uh, economist Robin Hansen argues a self-interested high-fidelity sim should strive to be entertaining and praiseworthy in order to avoid being turned off or oh. being shunted into non-conscious, low-fidelity part of the simulation. Meaning that, basically, if you do believe that you're a sim... Or say that you believe that you were say that you believe that you were in a reality television show. Yeah, you should make yourself the most entertaining human being on <laughs> earth, so that you don't get canceled. That's kind of what I see when I read this. So, so is there proof people have been canceled before? No, he's just saying like <laughs> that. Honestly, if you thought that you were a sim, you should. This is kind of what I got. He he said it in a very like you know smarty pants, intelligent yeah, kind of way. I got it. But so he he is clearly programmed with like a douche, a douche. Uh, he's program. got a he's got the douche patch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Be like Robin, what uh, what happened with that? Uh, what was he again? Robin Hanson, economist. And like Robin, what what happened with your uh, your? I don't even know degree that you got. Well, I become became an economist and I failed at life. So clearly, it's the simulation. It's not me. Yeah. <laughs> How's it been, Robin? Well, you know what? I just got asshole version 2.3, so, you know, doing pretty good. <laughs> then he goes on to tell her all about his motorcycle racing. And <laughs> mm, I'm currently 45, going through a midlife crisis, so I purchased the Harley. I'm feeling great. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to get that 22-year-old Filipino girlfriend, you know, shipped over. That's going to be nice. I'm going to have her picked up at the airport. So, I don't know if you watch that TV show. Which My sister watches it. It's fucking weird. Oh, 90 Day Fiancé. 90 Day Fiancé. Do they actually say I'm getting a woman ship from Philipp the Philippines? No, they go pick her up. It's not like oh. the old days when they would, like, crate her in from, you know, <laughs> well, Russia. Let's throw this out there, Phil. We are not condoning uh, sex trafficking or human trafficking of any kind, right? No, TLC does, but... Yeah, uh, the learning network. Yeah, blame them. Blame them. Learning channel. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, um, he's also uh, really additionally speculating that someone who does believe that they are a sim um, wouldn't care much to like save up for retirement or help out the poor people. Um, really, if you're thinking that you're living in a simulation, your retirement doesn't matter. Yeah. So you're living for the moment because at any moment the simulation could be – the power well, could be shut off. Yeah, I was going to say like if you – if we knew we were simulations, like what's the point of following guidelines of humanity or like not being just a complete piece of shit your whole life? Yeah, that's something I'm going to – Are you going to go into that? I'm going to go into it. I'll go into it right now because you actually segued it nicely. Perfect. So I'll skip to that a little bit and then I'll come back. Um, so basically people are worried that the government knows that we're in a simulation. But in order <laughs> to keep the water running and to keep, you know, yeah. uh, like the movies coming out on time and shit, yeah. they're keeping that from <laughs> us just because they know we are a bunch of lazy pricks. Yeah. And if we think that it's not important to pay rent, we're not going to pay it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, And uh, 
you know, the rich don't exactly like when you don't pay your rent. No, so. they don't. I thought you were going to say the government was worried that if they told the general public, then the newest season of Rick and Morty wouldn't come out. No, that's always possible. <laughs> you you obviously don't watch Rick and Morty. Like, no. It's always possible that the newest season of Rick and Morty won't come out. <laughs> like, everyone's always a little worried about that. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. Like, After, is at, it going to be two years? Is it going to be five years? Did they fucking, are they not going to do it just to prank us? Like, did did the show ever exist at all? They aren't on the level of Larry David. They can't just be deciding when they're going to release their new season. You know who Larry David is, right? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, he he took, like, an 11-year break from Curb Your Enthusiasm. And then it just came back out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to pick up where we, you know. I did see... Uh, the previews, I think it's coming back again, thank God. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Larry David ain't going to be alive too much longer, so get making new episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm before you die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. I did love that show. But <laughs> All right, so another consequence of uh, living in a simulation is that possibly over time, the simulation could degrade and glitches could start occurring. Right. Now, if you've ever played a video game <laughs> long-term, you know that once you... Make your world I, – I play a lot of those um, strategy, real, um, like, simulation games. Yeah, yeah. Once you make your city on SimCity big enough, the game stops working. Like, it – literally, you're, you need a supercomputer just to make this game work once you get over, like, a million five people. And I think that's exactly what will happen if our simulation runs too long. Okay, let's clarify one thing. You're not saying – just because you're playing on your Microsoft Surface, it, it it crashes. It's no matter what computer you play on, the game will crash. Oh, yeah. No, my Microsoft Surface <laughs> has been a piece of shit since day one. It is literally like the worst purchase I've ever made in my life. And I one time, I, I at one time was driving around a 2008 Dodge Caliber. Hell yeah. And that computer is the worst fucking purchase I've made in my entire life. Go fuck yourself, Microsoft, Bill Gates, whoever conceived of that fucking tablet. Honestly, I hope I hope you just you should you should write an email saying, "Look, I just purchased uh, Battlefield whatever two, and I'm trying to play it on ultra settings, and for some reason the computer can't handle it. Fuck you, Bill Gates. Improve your shit here. I have a Microsoft Surface from 2015. Yeah. <laughs> I want to play the game with the highest graphic settings possible, and you're not allowing me to. But yeah, so I mean. Getting away from that, yeah, my, honestly, honestly, I don't even want to buy a new laptop because it's just going to either break or become obsolete in three months, but mm. getting away from that. So um, <laughs> now that we got through all of that, I'm going to get into a little bit of uh, kind of like my theories. Mm. So these are obviously some that I found on the internet, some that I've made up myself and some that I've kind of like combined into something that like a little bit more feasible. So some of my, uh, the theories are the first one is living history program now oxford philosopher nick bostrom in 2003 came up with a theory that our universe might have been created by future humans uh in order to connect with their ancestors which would be us Mm. and they would have created this previous planet earth as some sort of living history museum now, this theory suggests that the program would create artificial minds inside of the simulation and that the chances of people inside the program being simulated rather than original uh, would be a lot higher. So, like, instead of just having a bunch of, like, like instead of having a bunch of visitors um, be everywhere, there's only a few visitors and it's mostly just, like, simulated people. So it'd be like future humans museum that they'd be watching what we used to do in the past via program. Yeah, they basically just get kind of tossed into (laughs) planet Earth and then just walk around. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying now. I was like, well, if they're watching us through the program, they'd have to fast forward a lot because... Life's kind of tedious and boring most of the time. Yeah, this is my little part of the theory. So that whole, the Nick Bostrom part is just like the start of it. And then like, this is kind of my little part of the theory that like actual ancient humans or uh, future humans are coming back to see like tossed into like just a body of an ancient human. And then they're just walking around, you know, they hit up the casino, the strip club. It's kind of like a Westworld kind of. 
Yeah, exactly. Oh, Westworld. Yeah, there Perfect. you go. Except for, <laughs> I guess that would be actually kind of cool if, like, you could be mentally transported back to a time period and then just kind of, like, see how things were. That'd be kind of neat. Yeah. Although, okay, let's say they did that. And do you think they'd come visit us recording a podcast talking about them coming back in time or coming back in the program? Let's hope the programmers don't hear this one. So We're going to be fucking deleted. <laughs> one, one day those fucking asshole drivers out there are finally going to get us. They're going to look at their cell phone for just a little bit too long and then knock us the fuck out. So um, basically... His theory also suggests that, like, the prior humans who actually lived in the prime universe, the real universe, would be greatly outnumbered by the simulated ones. Because you gotta figure, in a real universe, like, you basically have so many people living at once. But in this, like, reality, it's everyone who's ever lived living at the exact same time. Because if you're in a program where you can go back to any point in history... yeah. You can basically, like, go to the Wild West and see, like, you know, Billy the Kid, you know, banging whores and shooting people, <laughs> you know, like, you can go see all that. You can go see the Apollo moon, t- or the Apollo lander, Apollo spaceships, whatever you want to yeah. call them, take off. You can see JFK getting blasted. Like, all of those people, trying to explain this a little bit, all of those people live at the exact same time in this program. We're just basically on a linear path, living out our little part of existence, I mean, I guess, like Neil deGrasse Tyson says, it's a 50-50 chance, but uh, why would he, why would they give us intelligent, conscious brains if we're a, a simulation? Because their ancestors had intelligent brains, and you wouldn't want to, like, if when you're playing Skyrim, <laughs> I mean, isn't it a pain in the ass to walk around and have to deal with NPCs who keep talking about <laughs> arrows in their knees? You know, like... Yeah. You wouldn't want to walk around and be like, talk to NPCs all day. You'd want to talk to, like, normal people, you know? I mean, I guess, but it's, I don't know. It seems like a very, I feel like they could go about seeing exciting events throughout history in a much more exciting way. Instead of transplanting themselves inside of a fucking computer program. I yeah. don't know. I don't fucking know. All right. Well, I mean, maybe you'll like this one. <laughs> so my second one is... uh I'm basically calling it, it's kind of like layered simulations. So imagine playing a video game where your avatar inside the video game is sat down on a couch playing <laughs> another video game inside of the video game that you're playing. This could also be the case that the civilization that created our universe might also not be a base level civilization and could theoretically be living inside of a chain of simulations, like kind of all inside themselves. So you're saying... We're playing Sims, and our Sims are playing Sims. But someone, Sims. someone is playing us okay. while we're playing Sims. Okay. But someone's also playing them, playing us. We're playing Sims. Sims are playing Sims. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, I don't know if I trust this one because, let's say, someone was playing us, Phil. Mm-hmm. If someone was, pl- if you were playing us, then you would just sit here and kill us all because that's how you play Sims. That is true, would- and that's, I mean. <laughs> There are people who are a little bit, you guys do your little serial killer show, Bumblebutt Pod, there are people who go off the fucking wagon. What if these people, a lot of them claim, remember what we said about, um, (laughs) remember what we said when we were talking about targeted individuals, a lot of them said they didn't have a choice to go, to not kill these people, possibly they could have just gotten activated, Well, Manchurian (laughs) Candidate style. (laughs) Well, I can say this. <laughs> when I watch you play The Sims, you're a lot more sadistic than most serial killers I've talked about. <laughs> because those people aren't real. Now, imagine <laughs> imagine a base-level civilization taking over our character yeah. and then just deciding to mow people over at a bus stop mm. while we're driving. Something like that, you know, doing something crazy like that. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, cops are here. They just... They just unplug us and then we're just looking around like oh fuck you know i'm not saying that this is what actually why so crazy the, people do this shit it's mostly drugs and alcohol who, but i want to know who out there who's playing us decided to have us 
eat sushi today and then take a 30 plus year old man nap afterwards <laughs> take a huge dump i don't yeah. know <laughs> whoever's playing us needs to like kick up the excitement a little bit yeah they they're just <laughs> they also need to force me to go to the gym a little bit more i'm getting a little i'm getting a little round around the center my stats are starting to go down can you imagine him looking at your stats he's just like yeah man we're gonna get him diabetic eventually <laughs> <laughs> Force me to go to the – that'd be great. Just force me to go to the gym every <laughs> once in a while because I'm not a fan. I think I'm not a maybe, fan more of the gym members than the gym. Maybe but. you, if you go to the doctor and you're in poor health, you can just say, hey, look, it's not my fault. It's the fucking simulation. They're playing me. I can't control myself from eating six hamburgers a night and drinking a 12-pack of beer. That's not my fault. That's somebody else's fault. First of all, I don't do that. <laughs> Second of all, if I tell that to a doctor, I have to go to a, another round of doctors ah. after him. So it's not a good thing to say. <laughs> uh, if you're out there listening to podcast world, even if you feel like that, maybe don't tell your uh, your uh, doctor that no, he, you do that. Not. Definitely that not. You, oh, tell, don't tell him that you eat like that and don't tell him that someone makes you eat like that. <laughs> Either of those two things. Then are you're going to be transported to another to the simulation craft guy who runs the insane asylum. Yep, <laughs> you're going to be his little puppet, and he doesn't use a fucking joystick. He uses medicine. Do you think they trade characters? Like the guys creating the game, like like we could have been traded to another player. Is it just a single player? You think? Yeah, I don't think we're going to make it high in that draft lottery. <laughs> like, so basically, I'm I'm basing this off of. Uh, an episode of Rick and Morty. Uh, you uh, haven't watched it, so yeah. <laughs> that's why I said I was going to get to Rick and Morty. <laughs> so there's an episode where Rick's flying saucer, made out of junk that he drives around, it runs off of a battery that has a universe inside of it, where he has a bunch of people, um, like, I think it's, he has them, like, jumping on, like, buttons or something <laughs> to actually make power for him, okay. to for his battery. But then he loses power one day. He goes inside the simulation. It turns out that the people living inside of the battery had made a simulation for themselves <laughs> so that they would no longer have to, like, jump on this button. They made He made them, I think it was, like, turn a wheel or something like that for them. Okay. And basically, that's kind of where I'm getting my, my theory okay. from. So it's a great episode if you watch it. Um, they both... Rick and the person who created the next simulation are both geniuses, so they, you know, are threatening to, like, destroy each other's, you know. And then there's also questions in your mind of whether Rick's universe is in a simulation, too, so. Interesting. Yeah. So that's kind of my second theory. Um, <laughs> my third one, which uh, is just as plausible or not plausible, depending on what you think, um, I call it the actual God theory, and that this is... Basically saying that we're all background characters in the subconscious of someone's dream. Hmm. Okay. Created just as little, you know, like little window dressing for uh, someone's everyday dream that we all have. Hmm. So, I mean, the universe right now could seem like forever to us, but it actually only exists during the course of one REM cycle, which is your dream cycle. So this could either be a human being possibly living right now on the real Earth, or any time in the past or the future, or it could be an alien um, living in an actual, like, real universe. <laughs> so that so you're saying over the entire eternity of the galaxy could be just within one person's REM sleep in their dream. Dude, brains are pretty powerful. I guess... I mean, here's the thing. I'm not putting it at 50-50. I mean, I don't know what Neil deGrasse Tyson would put that theory at. I think 50-50. You think 50-50? Yeah. He likes, he likes that round number? Yeah. <laughs> nice and round. He doesn't listen to Kenny Rogers, no one to hold him, no one to fold him. He's 50-50 all the time. Three threes, I got this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about this, Phil. This sounds very complicated, and God, that would be shitty if you just found out you're a fucking dream. You were living inside of a dream. Yeah. Imagine, this is the worst part too, I, I was thinking about this. You're living in someone's dream, but you're never going to actually meet this person who has this dream. Mm. Like, this person lives in like, imagine if he lived in somewhere shitty like Pittsburgh. What a waste <laughs> of a fucking universe. Like, the person who's dreaming up this entire universe has to spend that dream living in 
like a shitty like yeah. city. Yeah, I could see like Pittsburgh or Me- Cleveland or Baltimore. <laughs> That's not Cleveland's fine. Cleveland's on the Cleveland's on the up. Oh, the up. Browns are on the up. I'm the sorry. The Browns are on I'm the sorry, up. I'm sorry, Brown. I'm sorry, Browns fans. They you guys lost are good. LeBron. Now they've got Baker. They are on the up and up. I'm gonna say, you know what? I can. I'll be fine being in someone's dream if it's maybe like a cute girl from Pittsburgh. I'd accept that, wouldn't you? Yeah, maybe. I mean, <laughs> you probably want to be in Neil deGrasse Tyson's dream, probably, right? That'd be a weird dream. <laughs> I don't know. This uh, maybe his brain's good enough to actually come up with a dream like that. It you could know? be. It could be. I guess. I don't yeah. know. Maybe you should email him and see what he said. <laughs> email him a copy of this episode and have him tell you what he thinks of it. I hope that no one we ever talk about listens to our <laughs> our podcast. Honestly, because no, no. I don't get the money for the lawsuits. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Allegedly. For everything. There we go. Now we're safe. We're, that's, a, that's our safe word, allegedly. Well, either they're going to think we're quacks, or I don't know, because this this whole scenario, Phil, is turning our worlds upside down, making us sound like crazy people. I will say that if... I didn't actually say I believe in any of this, but oh. I will say that if we are living in a computer simulation, Neil deGrasse Tyson would definitely not be an NPC. So that actually brings me to my... Uh, my next theory that we are all living in a um basically the matrix mm. so this theory kind of also comes from Rick and Morty a little bit <laughs> when when they go to the arcade and they play um they play in a VR suit that's basically the entire life of this one one guy and they're comparing scores like oh like Rick is like, oh, I can't believe that you actually went back to work after you got hurt. You know, like they're both comparing scores on like how long they lived and whether, you know, what they did. Okay. So basically this VR suit kind of jumps you into our world and you forget that on the outside world, you're like in the real, you forget that you're a real person in the real world because you're playing inside of our fake world. You get dropped into a character at birth and you just keep playing them throughout their life. Now, just like the theory before, for us, it seems like forever. For them, in reality, it's like a split second, and then they wake up again, and they're done playing the game. Interesting. Okay. Well, whoever's playing me is probably pretty fucking bored with himself right now. Yeah, so really in this... Yeah, exactly. So in this theory, I kind of have... This is pretty... This is like my own little theory. Okay. This is my favorite. This is my favorite one. Um, okay. Not in, like, like the fact that it could be real. It's my favorite. Like, I like it, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fun. So, basically, what you're doing is you're thinking that some people are, like, higher-level human beings Mm. than others. I mean, you've walked around in real life and seen, like, some people don't quite seem like they're on that Jeff Bezos level. You know what I mean? They're kind of, like, you know, they're just kind of muddling through existence. Like, their life kind of sucks. You go talk to them. You try to talk to them about interesting things, and they can only talk about, like, maybe their truck or... Like, you know, going going and doing whatever this weekend with the boys. You know what I mean? I like, think you're pointing at the fact that you you are communicating with someone who you have different interests than them. Possibly. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. You know, you're really making me sound like an asshole this episode, <laughs> but probably making myself sound like an asshole. But there's just, <coughs> there's like something like in this world, like you get dropped into this meat suit, basically. Yeah. And, you know, some people, you play on different levels. What I'm saying is sometimes you're put into the body of someone who's going to be a senator. Sometimes you get put into the body of someone who's going to be a homeless person. That's what I'm getting to. So you're saying it's like, okay, you fire up Mortal Kombat. You have to hit the random button. You can't choose your character. Yep. Okay. All right. Sometimes you're Johnny Cage. Sometimes you're Jax. You, you know, like you I, don't know what you're gonna be. You're Sonya Blade. Did you? Liu Kang. Did you bring up any mention of like if this was like a thing, reincarnation? Think about it. Go like, on. Like you. Okay. Let's say you. You're some dudes in your meat suit right now, and you start having flashbacks of a previous life of stuff you shouldn't know. What if that guy in your suit just got done with his last game in a Civil War general from like a hundred years ago, and then he plops into your and like some of the data gets planted into your brain, and you kind of remember what he was doing previously? 
That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, I'd wish that like the guy who's running my meat suit had a lot of experience playing the game. He obviously doesn't if you like my life, you know, yeah. like I've been a lot of cool places, done a lot of cool things, but like I'm nowhere near where like I would love to be doing with my life. You know, I'm kind of lazy. So yeah. that's pretty much the yeah. reason why. Well, I'm going to say right now, whoever's playing me, I apologize for my life choices. <laughs> well, technically your their, choices. It's their life choices. Your life choices, but I'm sure... They're excited that we are starting a podcast and everything. <laughs> it's going. The game's going somewhere. Don't worry, buddy. <laughs> We're in it for the long con. We're Ooh. not for the short rewards. We're going for the big long rewards here. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking, like, technically, if you're a human and you want to control your own weird character for eternity, you could uh, get involved in like an MMO. You could play World of Warcraft, you could play EverQuest, you could play God knows how many of them, just kind of get lost in your own life and just uh, get wrapped up in a fantasy character. World of Warcraft goes pretty well with this one because yeah. you basically pick the kind of person, like the the, the class of person you want to be, and the avatar, the av yeah. your avatar, and <laughs> you kind of get to choose your own adventure, which is Kind Pretty of, yeah. much what this world is. I mean, you're born, and you're kind of born... People say that there isn't a caste system anymore, but there's, you know, there's a caste system, yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. You can't, like... Everyone says, oh, yeah, anyone can be president of the United States. Like, eh, not everybody, <laughs> you know? <laughs> not everybody gets to be king, you know? That's mm, so, true. Actually, I think maybe... Uh, well, it's not the best one, but maybe, like, uh, Elder Scrolls. That's probably a better simulation craft-esque game because you can literally do pretty much what you want in those games. That's true. Like yeah. Skyrim or Morrowind or whatever. Speaking of that, I heard they're coming out with uh, the next one. Are they? Yeah, I've I've heard it's it's coming. Like <laughs> it's it's who makes that shit? Is it Blizzard or no? No, it's um I think it's Bethesda. Bethesda. Yeah, they always it always takes them forever. So hopefully they've already like started working on it. Well, like they obviously make Fallout as well, which I actually really like Fallout, but mm. their latest Fallout game is like complete trash and I'm pretty sure it bombed really hard. So there's a guy they, at work seventy six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves it? He loves it. Really? I, I looked up the reviews and it had terrible reviews and I was like the next day I asked him, I was like, How are you playing that game? Everyone says they hate it. He's like, Oh, it's so great. Fallout 4. I have Fallout 4. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking awesome. Fallout 4 is great. Um, like, from what I've heard, to enjoy 76, you have to play with friends. You can't play by yourself. You have to play with friends, mm. apparently. And then it's fun because it's kind of like Neither of an us Avenger. have those. No, so. no, we don't. I've always said this. I'm a single player type of guy. When I liked playing video games, I just like playing by myself. And I think that is because... I. This is my theory, but... I feel like because we're kind of isolated in like a farm life in Iowa, it's like you just kind of learn to play by yourself. That's true. You know what? That's what I always thought. I know you had brothers and stuff, but... Uh, you got to learn to load up BB gun by yourself yeah. and shoot the pigeons off the power lines, you know? <laughs> there you go. That's always a great time. Well, Sorry, Phil, Peter. <laughs> well, Phil, let's... I want to know, in you, what do you think... Do you put any credence behind any of this at all? Mm. Not just 50-50. I want to know the 100% truth out of Phil's mind. So, I mean, what I was going to say is yeah. the fact, the possibility that we are living in a simulated universe. Normally, I'm a huge skeptic, but I'm actually <laughs> going to give this one 15%. Okay. I think I, right. it feels like it's bullshit, but it also totally could be true. If you would have asked me 100 years ago, <laughs> are we living inside of a computer? I would have first asked, what the fuck's a computer? And second, I'd have been like, no, I don't know what the you fuck you're talking been, about. You would have, if this was a hundred year ago, hundred years ago, you would have been like, heretic, burn the witch, kill him. That's true. If you would have asked me during the nineties when I was playing Super Nintendo, did I think that this world is a video game? I would have laughed and said, no, this world is way too real. <laughs> but now that we have these video games that feel like they're real, yeah. VR, everything like that, yeah. it goes up more and more each year. Like, true. first I thought it was bullshit. Like, it's getting more and more possible. So... I mean, and um, I really, I really like the. First off, I, I I already said it. I like the Matrix idea where basically it's just like no, real people in a VR suit mm. playing us. And I also 
really like layered simulations where we could actually be a video game for someone else mm. and they're also a video game. Mm. I like that. I like the idea yeah. of like universe inside of universes. I like that for like writing stories too, though. So I love that shit. I'm going to say this. If we are like the Matrix, then the Agent Smiths or the robots have to be uh, big corporations, right? Oh, yeah. They're I've trying met, to kill I've us met some Agent us. Smiths in my world. Yeah. <laughs> They're trying to suck the life out of us. <laughs> Both uh, mega corporation Agent Smiths and military Agent ah, Smiths. Okay. Not the real, not like, uh, not OSI types. I'm talking about like <laughs> just asshole Master Sergeant Luke. <laughs> you like crusty old, you know, buy the books type, you know. Well, everybody send an email to Phil saying enjoy the brig, sir. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. um... <laughs> the ones I work for now are super cool. So. Okay. <laughs> I'm at a great, I'm at a great base right now. I love everyone I work with. So. No, I was going to say, I, I'm sorry. I'm not a believer in this. I think while yeah, anything's possible, technically. What percent would you give? Less than 5%. Mm. See, here's my thing. I think we want, we always want to rationalize why we exist. It's like the ultimate mystery in the human mind. Obviously, that's why we have religion. That's why we have all of this. And technically, this is not that far away from what a religion does, is gives us purpose and tries to give us reason for even existing rationality you're kind of explaining like descartes like we were talking about before i think therefore i am yeah it's just like if we like we said earlier if we found out that we were just a simulation and nothing matters just chaos in the world nobody would give a shit anymore it's just like i don't know it's Mm. fun to think about and we should probably blame who made the fucking Matrix? The Coen brothers? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I think it was... Um, They're famous. I know It that. was taken from a science fiction book, possibly. But, yeah. It's... <laughs> I mean, it's a. It's kind of an older idea. Yeah. But they did definitely... That movie was so great when it came out. But, <laughs> ugh. Thank you. Honestly. You made my nerd fucking yeah. teenage self fucking fulfilled like, I when you think, did that. I, I really think they resurrected Keanu's career, too. Keanu he was Reeves. almost done after he, he had some flops. Yeah, because obviously he did Speed. Speed's, I think, I don't know, I'd say it's underrated. I think it's a good movie. And then it's like, what did he do after that? Was The Devil's Advocate after that? I don't remember. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Um, I know that Al, was it Al Pacino? Yeah. He, he was, was pretty highly acclaimed in that movie. I don't know what people thought of Keanu Reeves in that movie. I don't know. It, it was an alright movie, but it's like, um... Yeah, I don't. I once Keanu went in the Matrix, dude. He just like yeah. that propelled him into. Think of all the parodies that have been spun off the Matrix and him dodging bullets and oh, especially that three sixty shot where they yeah. fly around. Yeah, like that's a huge. They actually use that in the NFL. Like they put those cameras up on top and they spin around to right. give you a better picture of the action. Right, like that spawned that. <laughs> like NFL, they spend millions of dollars on that. Mm-hmm. So that's a good point, actually. I was going to ask real quick, what is your favorite of these uh, these theories? Because I always ask you that. Well, I mean, technically the video game meat suit, right? I mean, that'd be the funnest. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but like I said, I don't know what my player's doing. He's probably just falling asleep at the game or something, I guess. <laughs> but uh, he's help not me giving out, you the brother. full attention. <laughs> In the character select screen, he forgot to uh, increase my height, increase my <laughs> athleticism, and he forgot to add. Uh, Make it so I could grow a proper beard. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he put it on random. The little dice he button. Did. He did. <laughs> he, he put it on the dice button. He's like, oh, shit. Want, well, I'll just go with it. <laughs> well, the game gave me a short, chubby Norwegian man. I guess you got to take with the dealer hands. Yeah, I guess. Whatever. Dude, I'm Irish as fuck. I know, I know how you're feeling. <laughs> and my brother's like 6'3". I'm like 5'11", look at him, I'm like, you fucking suck. (laughs) Anyway, so now if people want to give us their theory on what they think of simulation craft, where can they do that, Phil? Well, real quick, they could uh, send us an email Mm. at subliminaldpodcast at gmail.com. We've actually um, gotten some really good messages, mostly from our Instagram, which is subliminaldeceptionpodcast. a lot of people have actually jumped on board that. We just popped over 300 followers and hmm. getting some really good messages from listeners. Perfect. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, we actually got one from um, uh, the Freak Show podcast, and they <clears throat> gave us some advice about something that uh, airships could be. So if you want, you know, if you want your name maybe mentioned at the back of this. Yeah, fire fill a message or an email, and uh, maybe we'll discuss it on here. Hell, you send us a topic or something you want to talk about, you never know. We could just talk yeah. about it, I guess, or look it up, you know. There's... <laughs> There's so many goddamn conspiracies. You could basically make up anything and just start talking about it. But, uh, but yeah, so that's great. Even better, you go to iTunes, leave the show a five-star review. It really helps us out. I know people have slowly been getting into doing that for us, and we really appreciate it. So if you haven't, I know there's plenty of downloads. I know there's people listening. And if you have access to iTunes, I know it's a pain in the ass to log in, but... Just do it. Click the five stars, right? Fuck you, Cody. Hit submit, and we'll love you forever. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> just honestly, you could you could say how bad we are at this. Yeah. Assholes. Just put five stars, and I'll <laughs> love you forever. <laughs> all right. Well, that will do it for me. Phil, would that do it for you? Yep. That's it. That's all, all right. I got. <laughs> Let's uh, deactivate our simulations and get out of here. Power right. down. <laughs> Hope everybody enjoyed the episode, and we will see you next week.